everybody. You are tuned in to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Stacy, and we are honored to have a very special guest on air today. We are joined by the legendary Roger Hodson, formerly of Supertramp. You know him from hits such as Breakfast in America, Take the Long Way Home, Give a Little Bit, and Countless More. How are you doing today, Roger? I'm doing great, Stacy. Nice, nice to be talking to you. Awesome. So your music has always been described as crossing generations and bringing generations together, which cannot be any more true in my book. I remember Mm. when I was little and whenever me and my siblings would go up to my dad and ask him, you know, for something outlandish that kids usually do, he would sing this song to us and he would just (laughs) sing the chorus from Dreamer. And uh, I always Mm. thought... (laughs) Well, I was a little kid. I didn't know. I thought my dad wrote that song. So it wasn't (laughs) until I was like 15 or 16 that I heard it on the radio. And I was like, wow, my dad didn't write that song. And then, yeah, I started listening to Supertramp and had a great time. Oh, fantastic. I love hearing these stories. It's amazing. It's uh, it's amazing for me to be connected to so many people through, through song, through what I've written. Because it's it really is. I always think it's it's really a heart to heart connection. Because these songs really did, they weren't contrived. They they were they came from my heart, and um, they were songs that were written when I I had to express something, and I went went away into a corner and and wrote all these songs, not thinking or imagining that they would become as successful and reach so many people. So it's amazing to hear a story like yours that uh, you know that was course because I went to to a corner and, and had a dream and, and, and wrote Dreamer. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how music can just bring generations together. It can. And it, I'm seeing that so much today. Um, amazingly, the last show, I, I, I looked down and I, there was this must have been eight year old and she was <laughs> singing away. And, and I think it was Dreamer. It might have been Dreamer or Give a Little Bit, but mm-hmm. she knew every word and she was singing away and her parents were singing away. And it might even have been her grandparents next to her parents. <laughs> I don't know. But so it's, it, I wish people could see what I see from the stage to look out and see uh, grown men crying or people <laughs> hugging each other or little kids singing and holding, holding their mother's hands. Or it's, um, it's an amazing. Amazing life I've been given to be able to to create magic and bring people together in a in a spirit of celebration through uh, the songs that I've written, and uh, so I feel very grateful for that. Nice. So you're currently on a world tour, and you're going to be popping up here in Orange County, playing at the Pacific Amphitheater at our very own <laughs> Orange County Fair. What is it like performing at a venue like the OC Fair compared to all the other stops you make along your tour? Like, how are the crowds different? Uh, all I can tell you is that the last, I mean, I love California. I'm a California native. So, um, I love the people in California, the spirit in California and, uh, the sun in California. <laughs> and obviously my last experience in Costa Mesa was fantastic. And this, the tickets are going even better this time. So I expect to see a lot of the same people back because, uh, in fact, I asked people how many p- people have seen me before and almost half the audience puts up their hands almost mm-hmm. every show. So uh, there's something that, that people get from these shows that uh, have them coming back again and again. So I'm really looking forward to coming back to Costa Mesa. Yeah, you do tend to have a lot of loyal fans, I've seen. 
it's amazing. It's amazing to, uh, and they're good people, good-hearted people. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing in common, just have a love for this, these, uh, this music, and, and uh, so it's, it's really beautiful. And they come, they come to shows again and again. I have one lady that celebrated her 80th show Ooh. the other day. <laughs> I can't, can't imagine, and she's still liking every show. <laughs> well, how could you not? <laughs> so um i don't know how much of contemporary music you listen to but often a lot of upcoming bands and artists aspire to bring back a sound that many legendary artists like yourself founded many years ago so how do you mm-hmm. feel about artists today trying to emulate those sounds of the past um you know i think any musician is uh is going to be influenced in one way or another from everything they've ever heard. I mean, I was influenced by classical music. I was influenced by the Beatles, the Who, the Kinks when I was growing up. So, you know, probably there are a lot of bits and pieces in my songs that are um, derived from stuff I heard back, you know, when, when I was young. So I think it's, it's just natural that uh, you you express yourself and compose um, from with the tools that you're given or with the w- with what you've heard through your life. I think the, the bottom line is um, what you can't really emulate is the passion and the heart and the uh, integrity and the sincerity and the vulnerability or the 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 the, the soulfulness. Um, that is something that you can't really copy other artists. That has to be your own. And I think that's what makes uh, artists, you know, great or that ability to express that deeper part of our nature and to, to do it well and in a way that um, appeals and, and, people, and other people can relate to. That is a fantastic answer. Thank you. Mm. So many people argue that rock music as a whole genre has taken a backseat in the past few decades. Do you think that rock can make a comeback or has made a comeback recently? Um, you know, I'm, to tell you the truth, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really up on what's ha- what happens, what's happening in the media. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm aware of it, but uh, I think to me, um, music is only, is always a reflection of what's happening in society. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, I'd love to hear more. No, I shouldn't say that. I think there is a lot of great music, and I, I think there's a lot of great artists, but you have to really go digging, usually on the internet, to find them. I don't think necessarily they're the ones that, that are getting the attention or the exposure on the radio stations and on TV, etc. Um, we're living in times where it's, where it's hard to be an artist right. and hard to get get to make a living and to get exposure and find support you you know you really have to uh, have incredible uh, passion and soul drive if you like and uh, to go through what it what it takes to kind of break through and get a foothold in this in this industry so uh, we're not living in easy times I don't know whether rock has had a comeback or not I mean I think uh, I'm Music is always cyclic in a way. It goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the technology has kind of overcome the heart and the passion 
it's too easy to make music now. You can press a button on your computer and, and, a, and a song gets get spat out. Um, I love the technology, but it needs to be subservient to the heart and the passion and, and the artistry. Um, and uh, that is not always the case nowadays. Right. That kind of leads into my next question, because, well, especially for my generation, most everybody streams music. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of different platforms you could do it on. A lot of people stream a lot of, you know, record shops, although they are coming back and like vinyl record are coming back and there's a bunch mm-hmm. of shops and it's like a whole movement. But mm-hmm. with the technology, it's so easy for people to just stream music for free because, you know, why would you want to go out and pay when you can do it for free at home at your fingertips? And mm-hmm. especially for me here at a radio station, that can kind of spell trouble for us. So mm-hmm. do you think that uh, radio will last? Um, hmm, I don't know. I think radio probably is already morphing into these uh, streaming services mm-hmm. um, because they are so convenient and, uh, and you can choose what you want to listen to, not be dictated to by, by the radio station, really. <laughs> um, I think there's two points, really. I think, Unfortunately, um, musicians and artists now are being starved from making a living because they where 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 are they going to get pay payment mm-hmm. from? Uh, so so it's I, it's doubly difficult if you have to work a day job and then become a musician at night to to get uh, give your artistry the, the the attention and the time that you want. Um, so there's that factor, which I don't know what the answer is. Uh, um, I've often thought that maybe businesses uh, became the new um, patrons of the arts. Maybe mm-hmm. they could adopt a band or an artist or whatever and fund them and uh, maybe receive some accolades for, for their their support. I don't know. Maybe that's a, a way in the future. But we do always in, in, the, in, histor- in history, artists have relied on patrons of some kind. And in my time... In the 70s and 80s, it was the record company. They were the patrons. Uh, for better or worse, they were the ones that allowed you to develop and supported you financially until they either um, made a made a profit or not out of you. <laughs> but, but but nowadays that doesn't. That's very. Um, it's almost gone. I mean, there are small independent labels, but uh, not. The times have changed. Um, so, but we do, you know, pay. I think, in a way, the public um, expecting and wanting to, to not to have to pay for music, there's a cost to that. Mm-hmm. And I think the cost is the quality of the music. Because I think if you pay for something, you, you get better quality. And uh, you're just, it, there's a cost. And I, yeah, that, that's all I, I want to say on that. <laughs> no, I <laughs> couldn't agree more. That's why we here at KUCI are all about you know, uh, our local artists and supporting artists that aren't being played on mainstream radio. Well, that was one one reason I was excited to be doing an interview with a college station, because you do think outside the box and you can think outside the box and you, um, you know, you do have the wisdom and the ability to uh, to do that, to support the, uh, the, the lesser known artists like that. Why, thank you. So, uh, a lot of people can't imagine their favorite artists outside of touring and the studio. What do you do outside of music that might surprise your fans? 
Um, oh, well, I have a very, very busy life. Uh, unfortunately, with with success, with with having to set up tours, with uh, running a business, etc. I mean, your life does get filled up, mm-hmm. and time becomes your the most valuable commodity you have. So, if I do get any free time, I try to uh, get out into nature as much as possible. Hike, bike, um, take a walk on the beach. Um, and I, I generally li- otherwise live a very quiet, quiet life. I mean, I like to uh, to do get into other things, to read. I'd like to listen to your show, actually. Your 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 radio <laughs> show sounds very interesting. Because um, there's so much so much else to life, but, but uh, that just just inspires me to again go out and share share through my concerts also. So. Yeah, I think it's important, especially for musicians who are, you know, I see that you're touring around the world all the time to have that mm-hmm. time to yourself and recharge. You have to, because uh, as much as I love the uh, the concerts themselves, the playing for people, the meeting people, the travel, um, it, it's exhausting. And um, I'm not exactly a 20-year-old <laughs> So it, it, it takes its toll, and uh, after a, a tour, I really do need to uh, to recharge, recharge my batteries, and and go and have some some time to reflect and introspect and, and um, take care of myself. A lot of uh, I'll just have one, say one more thing. A lot of people probably don't have a clue who Roger Hodgson is because in America, especially. I haven't had a, a large marketing campaign to connect my songs with uh, my name. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's you know it's just what is. Uh, I wasn't someone when I led the band Supertramp. I wasn't someone who, who needed to have my name out there in light. So it, this is what uh, this is the what the result of it. So if people do um, like Supertramp, like Give a Little Bit and Breakfast in America and Dreamer and the songs that I've written that they are um, familiar with from hearing on the radio, that's what they'll hear in these, in these, uh, in the concert of Costa Mesa. Um, people often say, boy, I feel like I've been to the best Supertramp concert ever. <laughs> um, that, so that, I, that's w- nice praise to feel from people because I know the band was much loved, but really it's the music at the end of the day and the songs and the, and the content that people love. And that's what they'll hear at the uh, Costa Mesa show. So I hope uh, a lot of you will um, check it out and come join us. And it's 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 always two hours for me. Also, um, you know, I used to make albums for for, for a forty minute listening experience. Mm-hmm. That's how I always pieced it together. How a song would flow into the next one, what it would how it would affect the listener emotionally, and how they would feel at the end of the album. And nowadays, I know people don't very rarely listen to entire albums, but what what pe- what I can do in a concert is I have people's attention for two hours, and and that I can take them on a, a, an incredible journey, and I have the songs to do it with, and the uh, the feeling and the um, the unifying beautiful connection that people feel at the end of the concert is is why people come back again and again and again. So I can't. Uh, it's difficult to just describe, but it's what keeps me going because of the that magical feeling of uh, what music can do uh, for people if you use it in the right way. And um, it's incredible medicine. So I hope people listening will check it out.
Awesome. So for all you listeners, if you're interested in seeing Roger Hudson himself in concert here in Orange County, you can catch him at the Pacific Amphitheater Wednesday, July 25th at 7.30 p.m. Or check out his website, rogerhudson.com, to see other dates and find out information. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Roger. Oh, um, my pleasure. My pleasure, Stacey. It was great.